What's going on, family? Happy Monday. Welcome to another edition of the Faction Quick Hits for the last day of January, which it's still unbelievable to me how fast this year is already moving. Normally, the month of January feels like it just drags and drags and drags. But for me, it's felt like a very fast month, and maybe that's because there's been literally wrestling from day one all the way through the end of the month. We'll talk about that in a little bit, but first, thank you so much for all that you guys continue to do in terms of your support of The Faction on the socials, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at The Faction Show. And then those of you who are subscribed to our podcast, which is likely you since you're listening, thank you so much, Spotify, Apple, Google, thank you so much for how you check us out and your continued support. If you're brand new to our faction family, welcome aboard. This is going to be a fantastic ride. We love the world of pro wrestling and we have some pretty intelligent conversation about it as well. So strap on your seatbelts. We're about to have a lot of fun on today's episode. Now, I will tell you this. I am cooking up something pretty special for this week. I'm just going to tell you that. And stay tuned because I'm not even going to warn you. I'm just going to drop it on you. And I think you guys are going to really, really enjoy this. Some cool things are happening. And again, just be on the lookout for it. So with that said, I don't want to waste too much time because we have a lot to talk about. First of all, thank you so much for how you guys have been responding to our lead up to the Royal Rumble last week. You guys really enjoyed the walk down memory lane when it comes to the Royal Rumble. There have been so many of them and we may continue to talk about those kinds of things because A, they're fun and B, it's just interesting to see how things stand up when we look back in the test of time. I mean, to think about the fact that, you know, you had Ultimate Warrior and Hulk Hogan and Shawn Michaels and so many amazing people in the same match at the same time, thinking about 1990 or 89 or 93, et cetera, et cetera. It's super, super great. And from watching this weekend's Royal Rumble, just reminds me of how much I love the Royal Rumble. Definitely one of my favorite WWE pay-per-views. But before we get there, we do want to have a conversation about AEW. AEW Dynamite, big, big show this past Wednesday. It was their beach break show, and it brought in 1.1 million viewers. For context, the last time they had a rating that big was September 29th, 2021 when they came in at 1.15 million viewers it is their largest viewership since moving to tbs and the tbs debut was at a million viewers so this is exciting stuff and i gotta tell you they put on an amazing show that ladder match between sammy guevara and cody rhodes was priceless it was flawless and if we're honest it made for a great week of wrestling across all organizations wwe gave us some amazing matches on raw that match between aj styles and austin theory go back and watch it it was epic and then of course aew giving us that huge ladder match the debut of dan housen during an incredible match the lights out match between orange cassidy and Adam Cole just I mean it was just a great week for wrestling and wrestling matches so go back check them out if you've missed them but certainly a big week for AEW 1.1 million viewers coming in at number 
two for all of cable that night and some are having some comparisons because the previous week they were number one this week should be interesting because we finally get the long-awaited match between cm punk and mjf honestly i'm surprised i thought that that would end up perhaps on a pay-per-view or something because it is that level of quality but we're gonna get it for free this coming wednesday night so if you're into aew all that's been happening with cm punk and mjf who've had some amazing promos over these last few weeks this is going to be a great time to check out aew this wednesday okay with that said let's get into what you came here for which is the royal rumble event huge event that took place of course this past saturday night which again wwe is very much on their saturday night schedule how are you enjoying that by the way because it is a major change for those of us who traditionally have dealt with sunday night pay-per-views from wwe of course we have to remember that before there were the sunday night pay-per-views there were actually monday night pay-per-views back in the days the early days of SummerSlam. but anyway we've moved to Saturday nights. This is a big fight feel for the Royal Rumble because it's held in the Dome in St. Louis, which a special space there. That space brought in 44,000 people, making it the third most attended Royal Rumble behind the two that took place at the Alamo Dome in San Antonio, Texas. So congratulations to WWE. And I think well we might dig into that a little bit because i have some theories particularly as we get closer to wrestlemania and even the elimination chamber with all of that said let's get into some of the results because at this point i mean it's been two days so if it's a spoiler i'm sorry you can always hit the pause button but here we go so the royal rumble actually began with the universal title match seth freaking rollins defeating roman reigns via disqualification i think it's also interesting to note that this is one of the first wwe premium live events since they're no longer called pay-per-views it's one of the first wwe events that we've seen in quite some time where there was not a match during the pre-show there's normally a match in the pre-show didn't happen this time around Seth freaking Rollins defeats Roman Reigns by DQ in the Universal title match. The Women's Royal Rumble saw Ronda Rousey come in as a surprise entrant and win the Royal Rumble. Becky Lynch successfully retained the Raw Women's Championship against Dewdrop. Bobby Lashley defeats Brock Lesnar to become the new WWE Champion. Obviously, we're going to park there for a bit. Edge and Beth Phoenix defeat The Miz and Maurice. And in the men's Royal Rumble match, Brock Lesnar shows up as a surprise entrant to win the Royal Rumble. Stay tuned because when we come back, it's time to analyze and break down the Royal Rumble. I've known Dylan since he was 15. I've known what a crazy fanatic he's been. He never just went and played. So what are you doing? Well, you know, I gotta plan the show first. He wants to be the guy shaping. Dylan used to run shows back in his hometown, and ever since he moved to Atlanta, I know that he's been really wanting to start his own company here. I had that fear of not being what's interesting in Atlanta. I said, I'm gonna start my own wrestling promotion. You need to get in a room with this guy. Because at the end of the day, 
wrestling had grown stale in Georgia. I'm like, dude, this guy's ruffling everybody's feathers. Dylan learned that I'm impatient, and I announced that we were going to start a promotion 90 days later. And I knew that I had no content. But then I started to see all the things that he was doing. It was starting to look really professional. Gary had stirred up so much shit. We were gonna be the laughing stock of the entire city if we didn't deliver. Perceptions, reality. How did we get on Southern Honor? What was the process of them walking over there like, I'm gonna do that? I thought, honestly, he was dead. You hear his brain swelling. I literally thought Southern Honor was probably done. You always told me if you don't like an idea, come up with a better idea. You're telling me you won't listen to the idea? And we're gonna pack 1,000 people! I couldn't wait for an answer from Chris. We weren't sure. No confirmation. How about that? The lights are going out here. The first indie show I've ever done in 23 years was with Southern Honor, and now everyone's talking about this company. Nothing bigger than that's ever gonna happen here forward a few minutes later. It was extremely hard to maintain relationships because I was working with Gary. I don't know that they would go to war for me. They would go to war for Dylan. Finally, this year is going to be mine. COVID. I can honestly say my last match will be here just because Southern Honor is that special to me. So many things that have happened in my life that you could write on paper and it would read as a book. And Southern Honor is just another chapter. As long as there's a win, Attention wrestling fans, join us for SHW 36, Friday, February 4th at the Action Building in Canton, Georgia. The working team captain Owen Knight defends his Southern Honor Championship in a rematch against the Black Cloud, Joe Black. Technical excellence will put their tag team titles on the line as they face off with All-Star Special. Two monsters collide as Cyrus the Destroyer goes one-on-one -on -one with the Priest of Punishment, Judas. The heathen Cruel is out for revenge as he takes on our pal Sal in a no-holds-barred grudge match. Plus, AC Mack defends his newly won Independent Wrestling World Championship for the first time against David Ali. And after nearly a year away, Matt and Joey Lynch return to the ring as they face the Washington Bullets. Also in action, Jordan Kingsley, Adam Priest, Kevin Ryan, Dylan McQueen, and more. And will Gunnar Miller finally get an answer from Tank and the Reverend? There's only one way to find out. Join us live in the Action Building. Tickets go on sale at the door the night of the show starting at 5 p.m. Doors open at 7, bell time at 8. Trust us, you don't want to miss this show. SHW, this is our wrestling. All right, guys, Royal Rumble pay-per-view this past Saturday, certainly a big, big deal. We're going to kind of go match by match, and we'll talk about hits, misses, and the like. Let's start with the Universal title match. First of all, I thought it was an incredible move that this match starts the card. I think certainly as fans, we're going to have to really rethink what we consider a the main event and placement on shows. I know I've had questions when it comes to AEW about them putting matches like the AEW world title match between Brian Danielson and Adam Page first 
right? In my mind, that's the main event and the main event goes last. I think these days, the main event is kind of whatever it is you're looking for, right? Because what I think these organizations are trying to do is create amazing experiences and amazing shows. So given the matches that they have, any of them could have in theory served as a main event. How are you going to end the show? That becomes important. This year, the thought was end the show with the Royal Rumble match, the men's Royal Rumble match. In times past, the show was ended with the women's Royal Rumble match. All sorts of ideas. It's ended with a WWE championship, the Universal Championship. This year, the story seemed to make the most sense to have the Royal Rumble match close out this year's Royal Rumble. So you started with a huge match, Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns. I think bookending the show this way was brilliant. Roman Reigns really is the modern day GOAT. And why am I saying this? Because if you think about Roman Reigns and his matches, first of all, we don't get Roman Reigns every week on television in a match. That's brilliant. That's an old school mentality in terms of how you present your champion. If your champion is defending the title every week, then he becomes too common. Now, he or she can't afford to do what Brock Lesnar had been doing for years, which is defend the title once every 90 days or every 120 days or what have you, and the title nor the champion appear on television. So what Roman is doing is incredible. It's what Flair did. It's what Harley Race did. It's what all the great, it's what Hogan did, right? You didn't see Hogan defending the WWE Championship on a regular weekly broadcast of superstars or wrestling challenge. If you saw him, it was an interview or something like that. So I think it's brilliant the way Roman is being presented. It's equally brilliant the story that Seth Rollins is telling. Coming out with the shield gear, the shield music, like it was a whole mind job and it was amazing. The talking during the match, the story that was told, even in it ending in disqualification, how frazzled Roman was, like, oh gosh, all of this was fantastic. WWE hit a home run once again with Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns, so shout out to them. Admittedly, I was surprised to see the Women's Royal Rumble as the second match of the night, but I will say this, I feel like the card was arranged perfectly. Perhaps the only change I would have made would have been Edge and Beth Phoenix uh, and that mixed tag match before the WWE Championship match. But again, I feel like this was a bit of a palate cleanser, and we'll get to that match in a second. And I'll tell you a comparison I have to an old NWA WCW pay-per-view with this. Uh, ho hopefully, I'll remember to do that. Now, with that said, let's go back to the Royal Rumble match, the women's Royal Rumble match. So 30 competitors, we knew coming into this that this was going to be the space where the forbidden door would begin to be cracked because of the entrance of the Impact Knockouts women's champion, that being Mickey James. But of course, the question was, would she show up on television? Would they just acknowledge her as a WWE legend? How would that go? And would there be other folks from the Forbidden Door that were welcomed back? Well, we got our answer very early. Sasha Banks comes in at number one. And number two, we get Melina. 
So let me explain why the Molina piece is important. Of course, for those of you who remember uh, the WWE during what I guess we would call the Ruthless Aggression era, there was uh, several tag teams. You think of the tag team of Eminem being The Miz and John Morrison, and that was kind of our introduction to Molina. And so Melina has been doing quite a few things. She had been gone from the wrestling scene, but she returned and is a staple in the NWA and at times in Impact. But she's really more NWA than Impact. So what we silently saw, and nobody really talked about this, but this is worth a conversation. The WWE working with both Impact Wrestling and the NWA. Now that is a big deal. But it's not new because when WCW seceded from the NWA back in the mid 90s, like 93, 94, 95, we would see folks from Smoky Mountain Wrestling who were connected to the NWA find themselves in WWE at times. Rock and Roll Express and several others that were there, the Midnight Express, etc. So it's old but it's new again in this given environment so melina gets her royal rumble moment but it doesn't last long and that was an interesting theme in the women's royal rumble the legends that returned for the most part found themselves eliminated very quickly Again, I say for the most part because there were legends like the Bella Twins, legends like Michelle McCool, legends like, of course, Lita, who all found themselves spending more time in the Women's Royal Rumble. But there were other legends that made quick appearances from Melina to Kelly Kelly to the return of Cameron, which was a bit of a surprise. Summer Rae, Alicia Fox spending very quick amounts of time in the Women's Royal Rumble. Now, I'm not going to say that I like or dislike it. Obviously, I just think that the theme of that was very interesting to watch. So. With that said, interesting. Now, in terms of the surprise entrance with Alicia Fox, Melina, Sarah Logan, one third of the Riot Squad, and we got a brief Riot Squad reunion. Alicia Fox, I mentioned Cameron already, right? Michelle McCool, some of these legends. Well, first of all, I think we have to redefine the term legend. I think it's unfair. And I know there was uh, a lot of scuttlebutt on the socials about calling Summer Ray a WWE legend. I think language is important. And I think it'd be better stated to say alumni because alumni in the case of Summer Ray and Cameron would be more accurate in terms of impact. I'd call Melina a legend because she was certainly a standout performer. You could say that about Michelle McCool. Kelly Kelly, yeah, that's on the fence, right? Certainly, she had a degree of popularity. She even won a championship briefly. I don't know if adding legend is the right thing. So I think there's got to be a language change there to acknowledge alumni versus legend. But the other piece is by saying WWE legend, there's this thought that perhaps you add prestige to what's happening with the Royal Rumble. I personally, in terms of the entrance into the Royal Rumble, would have liked to have seen the forbidden door cracked open just a little bit more, right? I could have done without some of the quote unquote legends and made space for some of the other folks who 
who could have had an interesting conversation. Can you imagine Deanna Perrazzo showing up, right? That would have been nuts. If we're going to grab legends, what about jazz showing up, right? That would have been incredible. Could you have imagined even seeing Jordan Grace from Impact show up? Chelsea Green. Now, there are a lot of folks who potentially could have shown up. Now, for those who were once released by WWE, I don't know if it was as attractive to return. In the case of Mickey James, I get it. Like some people are like, oh, no, I wouldn't do it. No, 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 no. Mickey James got to make history. She got a great spot in the Royal Rumble, and she came in at number 20. That's a great spot. She spent quite a bit of time in the Royal Rumble. She was acknowledged as the Impact Champion. She got to actually bring her belt and wear it on WWE TV. I'm not sure that people really understand how significant that moment was. That was huge. The lower third acknowledging her as the Impact World Champion is huge this is major so shout out to wwe for having the courage to do it for whatever agreement they got into with impact to make it happen i think it's a big big win and for all of the talk of the forbidden door it's clear that at some point the forbidden door has swung in the direction of wwe in terms of Ronda Rousey winning the Royal Rumble, well, she was a surprise entrant, although there was scuttlebutt about the return of Ronda Rousey, which let me just say this, and I know that what I'm about to say might sound anti-podcast, but I have to say it. For all that the dirt sheets have done in the world of pro wrestling and all that the rumors have done and all of the content it could create for those of us who do wrestling podcasts, I miss being surprised. So I kind of, at this point, turn off some of those rumors. And whether you realize it or not, some of those rumors I don't even share here because I want you to be able to be surprised as well. So with that said, I was surprised by Ronda Rousey showing up, even though there were a couple of spaces that said she might. And rumors being what they are, sometimes things happen, sometimes they don't. But I think we all knew that when Ronda Rousey showed up in her first Royal Rumble at number 28, no less, that the Royal Rumble winner was determined. So with that said, I'm not mad at the Women's Royal Rumble because certainly they kept it memorable enough where you couldn't predict what was going to happen. I didn't know who was going to win. But by the time Ronda Rousey showed up, we kind of knew nobody's going to eliminate her. And Ronda Rousey returning for a WrestleMania main event. Let's remember, it was just a couple of years ago that she debuted at the Royal Rumble. She was not in the Royal Rumble, but she showed up after the Royal Rumble and sent people into a frenzy. She still has that impact. Vince believes that. Others believe that. So now we know for sure that Ronda Rousey will be in the women's main event of WrestleMania. The question is, who will she battle? And we should probably spend a little bit of time talking about that. There are those who say she could battle Becky Lynch. There are others who say she could battle Charlotte Flair. Now, here's what's interesting to me. What's interesting to me is she's never had a one-on-one -on -one battle with Becky Lynch. She did have a one-on-one -on -one battle with Charlotte back at Survivor Series a few years ago where Charlotte was taking the place of Becky after Becky's nose was broken. They had, I thought, a great match. There was no real winner determined because it ended in a DQ, and it was a wild one. 
I think either match would be a great main event for WrestleMania. You got Charlotte, who was the last woman standing with Ronda. Their face-off would be pretty amazing in a one-on-one contest at WrestleMania. I think it would really test Ronda if Ronda is ready for a Charlotte Flair. The flip side is Becky Lynch is the person who pinned Ronda Rousey at the main event of WrestleMania 35, giving Ronda her only loss and her subsequent exit out of WWE. Ronda and Becky are both moms, which we'll spend a little bit of time talking about the mom factor in a little bit. But Becky versus Ronda could equally be an amazing match. Personally, my pick would be to have Charlotte versus Ronda and then the ultimate rematch between Bianca Belair and Becky Lynch at WrestleMania. Now, I know there are rumors that are saying it'll be Becky versus Ronda. If it goes that way, it can because that's a first time ever match. And then in turn, we should get Bianca versus Charlotte. What I'm saying is Bianca Belair needs to be in the women's title picture at WrestleMania. It's got to happen, whether it happens on SmackDown or Raw. I think we're all vested in seeing that happen. With that said, the fact that we have two potential scenarios that we can't really predict says that the Women's Royal Rumble and what they did with it went very, very well. I think we all knew Becky Lynch was going to walk out of the Royal Rumble as the women's champion. I don't think that was a surprise. I thought she had a great match with Dewdrop. Great way to elevate Dewdrop and give her an opportunity. Beth Phoenix and Edge versus The Miz and Maurice, another entertaining match. A great way to get to see all four of those competitors. I thought they told a great story leading up to it and a great story in the match itself. I'm a fan. Bobby Lashley, Brock Lesnar, the WWE Championship. One of the reasons that Nick Khan and WWE moved pay-per-views to a Saturday night was to give it that big fight feel, the same kind of feel you'd have with a boxing pay-per-view. Sunday nights for WWE just didn't feel like that. So they made it a Saturday night thing. What they have managed to do for each of these Saturday pay-per-views, be it day one or the Royal Rumble, is give us spaces where we find ourselves feeling like it's a big fight feel. They've given us big fights. Leading into day one, it was Roman versus Brock, right? Huge fight. Turned into a fatal five-way, which still felt super big. Now you look at Royal Rumble. We have several big fights. Seth versus Roman. Bobby Lashley versus Brock Lesnar. And so the whole thing felt big. The promos leading up to it felt big. The intro package felt big. They managed to give us the feeling that they've wanted to give us on a Saturday night pay-per-view. So for all of the, the backlash that WWE gets for some pretty unsavory things at times, they have figured out the formula and equation for success in this whole pay-per-view space or premium live event space. With that said, I thought Lashley versus Lesnar was perfect. Yes, I said it. It was perfect. I don't care what Dave Meltzer has to say. I don't care what whoever else has to say. This was perfect for a few reasons. First of all, I believe I told you guys here on this podcast a few episodes ago that I felt like Lashley would win the match and it would involve interference from Roman Reigns to set up Roman and Brock. Everybody wins. Well, that's what happened with a bit of a twist. 
Okay, so first of all, Lashley versus Lesnar, incredibly competitive, both of them showing amazing respect. And I'll say this, too. One of the things about pro wrestling that's so interesting is much like other sports competitions, be it the NFL, the NBA or wherever, when we hear of certain matches getting ready to happen in our brain, we imagine how it would go. The question is, do those battles, do those matches, do those confrontations match up to or surpass what our expectations were, what we saw in our mind's eye? I go back to WrestleMania 20, Goldberg versus Lesnar for the first time. We thought it was going to be smash mouth. We thought it was going to be amazing. What we did not know going into it is that both of them were on their way out of WWE and literally mailed it in in what I've always called the worst match in WWE WrestleMania history. With that said, Brock, Bobby Lashley did not disappoint. They showed us all of the things that we expected to see brutal match respectful match strong match and then out of nowhere here comes roman reigns to get revenge but the plot twist roman reigns once again working with paul Heyman. what a devious diabolical plot so brilliant to see this happen like i said this whole thing was absolutely perfect all right, so with that said, I'm realizing I'm going a little long, but this is the Royal Rumble recap, right? We can do that. So with that said, that leads us to the Royal Rumble match. Now, I have to tell you, I couldn't figure out who in the world would win this year's Royal Rumble, even after Lesnar losing, because to me, it just seemed like a foregone conclusion that Brock Lesnar was going to find his way to battling, of course, Roman Reigns, particularly after that interference. I didn't think it required a Royal Rumble entrance or victory for Brock Lesnar, but apparently the powers that be did. So the rumor mill, well, I won't even say the rumor mill, the scuttlebutt in the world of the IWC, the internet wrestling community, is that the women's Royal Rumble was better than the men's Royal Rumble. I have to agree. With the exception of a few things, right? There were some definite highlights in this men's Royal Rumble. One of the highlights being right at the start, AJ versus Shinsuke. The new Japan kid in me was jumping at the seams. And they gave us for two minutes or however long they were in there, AJ and Shinsuke. I really enjoyed it. Remember, Shinsuke is a former Royal Rumble winner. AJ, of course, debuted at Royal Rumble 2016. They both were main eventing. Of course, WrestleMania in 2018, like a big, big deal. Love it. Love it. Love it. I didn't love, I didn't love AJ being eliminated by Happy Corbin and that whole crew. I didn't like that, right? But let me tell you what I really, really liked. I liked the fact that Omos did not win the Royal Rumble. It's way too soon for Omos to do that, right? I don't think he's ready for that, but he did look strong, and that's important. Let me tell you what I really, really liked about the Royal Rumble. Bad Bunny. I don't think we understand how large of an artist Bad Bunny is. He's the number one Latin artist in the world without question. 
His influence in that genre has been game changing. He's got another world tour getting ready to happen. He does not have to come into the wrestling world if he doesn't want to. But he chose to and he took it seriously. And since we're talking about celebrity entrance, we have to talk about Johnny Knoxville, who obviously that was done to promote his upcoming new movie. But with that said, Johnny Knoxville was willing to take some shots. And boy, did he ever. And I thought it was great. I thought they didn't overdo that. They didn't need it. But for it to happen, they didn't overdo it. It brought a cross section of fans. I get it. But Bad Bunny, good Lord, perhaps there's been no greater celebrity to enter the wrestling world than Bad Bunny. He does it because he loves it. And he's amazing. Absolutely incredible. And for Bad Bunny to take an F5 from Brock Lesnar, this dude's amazing. He's amazing. Like, he's just amazing. Absolutely amazing. I'm sad about a couple of things. I wanted to see what Kofi Kingston's plan was when he had that huge jump to land on the barricade. His feet hit the ground and he tried to hide it, but I honor WWE for honoring that. They stayed true to the rules. They didn't give him a pass. So that's what happens, right? You try things, you plan it. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. In this case, it didn't. And that's okay, right? So we'll never know what happened. I'm equally sad for the treatment of Big E. Will Big E ever get a rematch for the WWE Championship? I don't like what's happening. Friday night, we found out that he's back teaming with Kofi Kingston. I don't know if that's a permanent move to SmackDown. They did say he's back on SmackDown. So that means he's back in the tag team era. So what do we say for this championship run he just had? I don't know. What I will say is this. Brock Lesnar wins the Royal Rumble. That became predictable for a little bit because nobody's eliminating Brock. So with that said, we can pretty much guess that Brock is fighting Roman. However, in comma, it's not out of the realm of possibility that Brock would look for a rematch with Bobby Lashley at WrestleMania, which I thought that match would happen there. But Brock and Roman can definitely happen. Now, shout out to Josh Spill, who I'm sure will love this shout out, as he pointed out that Brock and Roman would be a third time main event. Only a couple of other main events have happened that way. I will say I didn't think about it being a three-time main event. I will say that much like Rock and Austin, I do think this is a good main event. I don't know that I've thought about it as Rock and Austin-esque just because it's been three times. Um, I do think, though, that in all three of those matches, or at least in this upcoming third match, which could happen, we have very different versions of Brock and Roman. Brock at WrestleMania 31 and Roman at WrestleMania 31 is different than Brock and Roman right now in 2022. We'll take some time to analyze that, I'm sure. But with all of that said, I did have one quick reference I wanted to make with the WWE title match being literally in the middle of the pay-per-view. It reminded me of Wrestle War 1989, which took place in Nashville. It was the third match in the 1989 trilogy between Ric Flair and Ricky Steamboat for the NWA World Championship. And when you got to this match, which should have closed the show, it was in the middle of the show. So it's not an impossibility to have a world title match in the middle of the show. I don't think it is a, a knock to Brock 
or Bobby Lashley that their match was fourth on the card instead of closing the show. I think we have to stop worrying about things like that because obviously there's a bigger plan at work and it was probably more impactful for Brock to be able to win the Royal Rumble if he had lost the WWE Championship. So with all that said, that's our view of the Royal Rumble, our recap. What did you think of this year's Royal Rumble? Let us know in the comments on the socials. I'm excited for this conversation. Again, we've got some big things planned for this week, including SHW 36, which goes down this Friday here in Atlanta. It is historic. It is absolutely historic because we have the SHW Championship on the line, but we also have, for the first time ever, the IWTV World Championship on the line as AC Mack makes his first defense against the longest reigning SHW champion of all time, David Ali. The SHW title match features a rematch from a classic as Owen Knight defends against Joe Black. I'm telling you, it's going to be a huge card. So you want to get here this Friday for SHW 36. Tickets go on sale at the door, 5 p.m. Eastern, there's going to be a tailgating competition as well before the show. So just make plans to get here, fly, drive, do whatever you got to do. Eat some great food and be part of the tailgate that happens right before the show. Get your tickets. Get in the show. Watch history unfold for SHW 36. All right, guys, stay connected to us on the socials at The Faction Show. And we'll see you here next time. Representing for my good brothers, Courtney Beard, Brandon Clack, and the fourth horseman, John Murray. My name is GB. I'm Gerard Bonner. And this is The Faction. Faction.